Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. What's going on, everybody? It's How To Tuesday, and we have an awesome one today. If you are new to saltwater fishing, saltwater boating, man, it is a hazardous environment. The salt is the most damaging thing. The sun would be the second most damaging thing. The salt is the most damaging thing. You can put 20 years worth of wear and tear on a boat in six months or a year if you don't understand how to protect your gear from the damage that salt can do. I've got my friend Zach McAllister here. He has a product called Salt's Gone, and he also knows more about salt and how it works and what's going on with, with how it's affecting metals and other materials than pretty much anybody I know. So this is a great opportunity for us to ask some questions about our biggest investments, really, our boat, our rods and reels, electronics. Like These are the things that we need to protect the most. It's really not that hard to do if you understand what's going on. So Zach, what's going on today? How you doing, man? Hey, I'm awesome. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. So you heard the intro. Some people are new to saltwater boating now. Some people may have misconceptions about salt and and how to how to protect your stuff from salt, but when you're in a when you're boating in a in a marine environment like the Keys or anywhere in the state of Florida or Texas or Louisiana, um man, salt is the number one damaging effect on our gear in my opinion so give us a little idea of what's going on with with why salt is so damaging and what we can do to protect our stuff sure well most people they don't really understand the problem and you know as a company we deal with heavy industrial people all the way down to you know uh, boat enthusiasts you know fishermen and those types of things so even in the aerospace world, if we're talking NASA, Boeing, you know, these other companies that we work with, 
a lot of times the engineers, they just don't understand how salt works. So one, don't feel bad about really not understanding it. Uh, but the good news is, is it is super simple. And so, you know, when we normally think of something that's corrosive, right, everybody would agree, hey, salt is corrosive. Um, but when we normally think of something that's corrosive, normally, if I said, hey, name something corrosive, you might say battery acid, right? Right. Or a lot of people would know something on the other end of the spectrum, like bleach is really corrosive. Um, but salt is, it's kind of its own beast. It's unique. And the reason it's unique is because it has a neutral pH. So salt has a pH of seven, the same as water. And so, you know, where acid has a really low pH or bleach has a really high pH, you know, salt's kind of in its own category of, you know, what we would deem as corrosion or corrosive. Well, so what happens is, you know, everybody knows salt is sodium and chlorine, right? And so those two elements come together really, really easily to form the mineral of salt. Uh, salt is literally, if it's not the most common mineral on the planet, it's got to be number two, right? It, it's just everywhere, right? And our bodies need it. It's just part of part of life, right? Mm -hmm. You know, those fish, they can't live in a freshwater environment, right? They need that salt, mm -hmm. right? So it plays a critical role in life, but the sodium and the chlorine, when it comes together so super easily, it's actually really unstable. And the part that's unstable about it is it has this huge desire for electrons and electrons are found in absolutely everything. Right. It's the it's the glue that holds the metal together. Right. And so when the salt sits on there, just imagine it being like this magnet for electrons. It just keeps pulling those electrons because that bond will never be satisfied. That salt never hits a point of saturation. It just is constantly drawing those electrons. So when you look at a rusty piece of metal, like let's say like a trailer fender. Right. And you're like where the heck did the metal go? It, it's literally the glue that held it together is the electrons. It got pulled out by the salt. And so now there's nothing holding it together, right? And so that's what we see as rust. Um, on different metals, it looks like oxidation, right? Um, but, but that's what is actually happening. And most people don't understand that, right? And that's, that's not a problem. You just got to understand what the challenge is in order to effectively, you know, conquer it, right? Mm -hmm. So just picture salt is all about this pull of electrons. And now different metals have different amount of free electrons. Uh, so like in the marine industry, right, everything's stainless. You know, stainless is touted, you know, Top of the line, right? You know, hey, I'm going to get stainless because it's going to last longer. Well, so the reason that that happens is stainless has less free electrons than carbon steel, <laughs> like regular iron, right? So if you put this in terms, uh, or aluminum, right, has less free electrons than uh, carbon steel does. And so that's why they rust or corrode at different rates. Um, but we can see a lot of this in our everyday life. If you've ever had um, something that was stainless steel and you bolted it into something that was steel, mm -hmm. that might have been the first place that it rusted. Right. 
right well, along with dissimilar metals. Exactly. We put those dissimilar metals together and you've got two different amounts of free electrons and that's what the salt wants, right? It's pulling it. Uh, then on the other side of the scale, we have zinc, right? Zinc super commonly used in the marine industry, right? You're going to protect your motors. You know, if you got a dock queen and she's always in the water, you know, you're going to put zincs on your boats because that gives up the free electrons, right? It's meant to be sacrificed. So when we think about the stuff that's in the world around us, you know, uh, in our own experiences, it's kind of easy to see what's happening once somebody sort of explains it to you, right? And you kind of understand, you know, what the challenge is. Um, and that's why you see these different metals, they come in different grades, you know? Uh, you know, you might see 304 stainless, you know, and that's just going to perform a little bit better than, um, a stainless grill that you maybe get at Home Depot that mm -hmm. you're like, what the heck? This thing looks like junk after. <laughs> well, it's not real stainless, right? So even those things come in different grades as well. And, you know, we've all had those experiences uh, where, you know, why the heck did this happen? I thought it was going to be better than it was. Uh, and it's just a result of that salt pulling out those electrons. That's really as simple as uh, salt and corrosion, uh, is right. That's the reaction. So what's the answer? What, I mean, obviously, you know, you want to get the salt off, right. If you can, but what, what's the answer in your opinion, how do you protect that? Yeah. Well, so for a lot of people, you know, the go-to is water, right? Hey, water removes salt. Well, you know, if I were to say, well, you know, Tom, how'd your bulk get, bulk get all salty? You'd be like, Oh, I just ran it through the water. Right. <laughs> like, <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, you know, maybe water didn't remove salt. Maybe water moves salt. Right. And so, you know, we've all sprayed something that was salty down with water and you come back after it dries and you're like, what the heck? You know, all the all the salt is still here. Well, the reason that that happens is, you know, the water is full of electrons. The salt gets a lot, uh, attracted to the water. Right. It, it has what it wants. It has those electrons. Well, as that water dries and those electrons disappear, it stays where there are electrons, right? Back on the surface. And um, so, you know, what uh, obviously our product is and the solution that we found to this, you know, uh, obvious issue is salt's gone, right? And so we attack the problem uh, with a pH neutral solution. So one of the really important things is we don't want to alter the pH of the salt. Uh, if we change one of the physical characteristics of the salt, it'll not become salt through the virtue of an acid or a caustic, but we haven't really gotten rid of the salt itself, right? So the salt's gone, even the concentrate, you know, before you mix it with water, that is pH neutral, right? So we're not changing the physical part of the salt uh, through any smoke and mirrors, you know, after that, we have the, there's a chemical process called chelation. Uh, and it really comes out of the medical industry. Uh, if you had, let's say, uh, lead poisoning, right? Uh, chelation is, they would basically, you know, chelate your blood, right? They would run something through your blood to attract the uh, iron or the lead rather, you know, to separate it from your bloodstream. Well, that's the exact same thing that salt's gone is doing just with salt and not <laughs> a heavy metal right. inside your body. 
And so we're giving the sodium something it likes more than the chlorine and the chlorine something it likes more than the sodium. So although those two elements come together super easy, we're giving them something that it likes even more. And so once it comes in contact with the salt, it'll never be salt again. So instead of trying to rinse it with fresh water and really just driving the salt into places that you don't want it, you know, we're using a chemical aid to actually change that salt uh, so that it is no longer salt once it comes into contact with our with our product. Hmm. Um, and then the next thing is, is, you know, hey, it's probably going to get salt on it again. Right. So uh, we uh, put a bunch of corrosion inhibitors into the product as well. Uh, so that, you know, those inhibitors, they're essentially really, really, really electron rich products. And so what that means is any electrons that the metal or the surface loses, it can be rehydrated because uh, the electrons actually go both ways. Uh, it can go back into a surface and it can come out of a surface uh, or a material rather. And so, you know, we're basically replenishing those electrons and then the ones that are left behind just give something for the new salt to sacrifice. Mm. So when the new salt, you know, your boat's sitting, you know, uh, in the lift, you know, and the new stuff starts to land on it, that's okay, right? That's going to happen. We can't defy where our boat is stored, right? And so as the new stuff comes and lands on it, it just simply has electrons to sacrifice, Um before we can take it out the next time and then just kind of repeat the process. So when it has electrons to sacrifice, the salt is just pulling from that and it's not attacking the metal. Is that what you're saying? Exactly. Right. It's always going to take the path of least resistance. So we just put plenty of free electrons on the surface. The salt lands on it. It, it, it can attack those free electrons instead of attacking uh, any of the materials on your asset, right. On your boat itself. Mm -hmm. So your product, how do you use it? And is this something that you just use, um, like before you're going to put your boat away for the winter or put it away for an extended period, or is this an everyday product that you're using? Yeah. <clears throat> so for most people we're in every, everyday product, right. You know, every time I take the boat out, you know, I'm going to wash the boat anyway, and they're going to wash it with salts gone. So, you know, we talked about the first kind of two components of it, right? We've got a salt removal side of the product. We have a corrosion inhibiting side of the product. And then there's just surfactant. There's just uh, biodegradable, you know, kind of commercial soap that's in there, um, you know, so that you don't really feel the need to use extra products with it. But, uh, you know, you're going to wash the boat every time that you that you come in is really the best practice. Mm -hmm. uh, doing it anytime is better than never doing it. But I would say almost all of our customer base, it's going to be an every time the boat comes in uh, type of process for them. Mm -hmm. uh, and so it's used super easily. Right. It's just a spray on uh, product. Right. You just you know, uh, we've got a. Um, hose end sprayer that literally just hooks up to your garden hose or to your hose nozzle. Um, you know, it holds 32 ounces of product, uh, plenty to do most boats more than one time. Um, you know, the, one of the great things about it is the water actually never mixes inside of the bottle itself. Mm. So one of the cool things about it is you get the same amount of soap from start to finish, right? 
the bottle eventually becomes empty, then you can just refill it from a larger bottle. You know, we've got the other delivery systems like the injector boxes, uh, you know, that you can mount on your dock. Yeah. Um, explain that. That's a that's you that mounted on your dock. So if you're keeping your boat in the same place every day, you have this injector box. And how does that work? Uh, yeah. So basically the box plugs into the wall. Uh, you feed like a little jumper hose from your water spigot into the box. And then you'd put your 50 or 75 foot or whatever, you know, normal size hose you use to wash your boat on the dock. Uh, and you can turn the box on and off manually. So there's a switch on there. And when you pull the trigger, it'll start spraying salt's gone. Uh, and they also come with a wireless remote. Uh, so what's really cool is, you know, if you got a big boat, you know, if you're in the 40 foot range or something like that, and you know, you're on the boat, you just take your garden hose with you. You got your wireless remote, you hit the button, about 15 seconds later, you have SaltsCon actually going through your regular garden hose. Uh, and then when you get to the point where you're ready, if you're going to rinse or do anything like that, you just hit the off button. Uh, and some seconds later, you just transition right back over to fresh water. <laughs> uh, so you don't have to get on and off the boat. It makes it super easy for motor flushes, uh, you know, because you're just working with a garden hose. Uh, the hose end sprayers are fantastic. They're really easy to use. The uh, I always tell people the injector boxes are nothing that you need, but man, once you have one, like you'll never go back, you know, right. it's, uh, uh, but you know, our, our boating world is full of stuff that maybe we don't really need, but man, that does make life a lot easier. Well, I mean, when you're talking about your, your biggest investment in a lot of ways, it's the biggest investment we're going to make in fishing. And for some people, it's maybe the biggest investment they're going to make in their life. Um, and you got to take care of these things. And the more you take care of them, I mean, you can see, you can see some people that take good care of their stuff and there are guides in the keys that are running old boats. They're, they're, you know, they're 35 years old and they look great and they've obviously taken very good care of them. And, um, and then you look at another boat from somebody that just got it, keeps it in storage or whatever. And it just looks, it looks 25 years old. And you're like, that's last year's model. That's, you know, that boat was not taken care of and you can just see it. So whether you, I mean, do you need it? Do you not need it? I mean, I, I'd say, yes, the better you can take care of your stuff, the, the less money you're going to have in maintenance, the less money you're going to have in replacement, the longer you're going to make something last. So I'm a big, I'm a big fan of anything that prolongs the life of our biggest investments. Sure. You know, if you, uh, anybody that lives or fishes saltwater or boats in the saltwater, you know, what's your biggest expense, right? Well, right it's, now it's gas. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that is super, super true. As long as you're out on the water, it's gas, right? right. <laughs> uh, you, you know, but so the, the reality of it is, is yes, you need to do something to maintain the asset. Uh, it's an easy way to maintain it. And it addresses what the specific issue is, right? You know, if we are able to remove the salt every time, now I'm dealing with a boat that is just like dealing with one on a lake, mm -hmm. right? right? You know, a lot easier to maintain. You know, you take that, you know, same boat and you go put it on a lake, it looks totally different after five years, right? Mm -hmm. And so that's what the goal is here, right? Hey, how do we make sure that the catalyst of my problem is fully removed every time and I'm putting some type of protection down against it? 
you know, and a lot of people, you know, they find that protection in various ways, right? It's a complementary product to ceramic coatings, right? To the stainless finishes that you're purchasing, right? It's not, you know, SaltScon isn't meant to uh, replace other best practices, right? It's meant to uh, be an instant, easy way to remove the catalyst of our problem. Mm -hmm. Got it. So how do people get it? I mean, saltscon.com. You can find us on Amazon. Uh, If you order on the website, we offer free shipping on orders over a hundred bucks and all of our orders before two o'clock central time, they ship out the same day. Uh, These guys are packing and shipping all day long. Uh, Everything's made right here in, uh, in Houston, Texas. And uh, so anything that you get from us, uh, you know, it's going to ship out um, same day, next day, uh, right out of Texas. Right on. All right, Zach. Thanks, man. I learned a lot about salt and what, what what's going on and, and how to protect. And that's exactly what we wanted to do. All right. So if you are new to boating, if you are a seasoned boater, whatever, you got to protect your stuff. Salt's gone. Good way to do it. All right. That's it for today. We'll talk to you next week. See you.